0: good day today's podcast is about Rainbow will there come and listen to me let's get to know who is rain will there i'm so excited to share it with you guys i hope you will like it stay tuned podcast is about thoughts regrets and rainfall with there i took the opportunity to write a character instead of a story with a decent plot i hope you will listen to me until the end thank you so much for taking time There walks under the city lights, radiant colors from different buildings and painting across her figure as she passes through. Her pace is unceasing, yet the expression on her face remains stoic, as if she's just like the people in the street hurrying towards their own destination, as if there wasn't a harrowing knot glowing at the inside of her stomach. This has always been how her nights are, toasting, so crippling anxiety, and mouth-drying frustration. She's used to it in a way that she's perfected how to deal with it. Rain would leave the university campus as soon as she can. She'd make sure to tell her colleagues of the busy nights she had ahead of her, of the commissions she needed to work on, and the number of projects that they have just been assigned. The soles of her footwear miraculously stay untattered, despite how rugged the heels of her feet are, after trudging all the way to her building. She's been avoiding public transportation and any other way that could suffocate her with a thick atmosphere with the tension appealing in close Trapped. to leaving the tone of evening like that for how long rain isn't sure all she does know is that at some point of her life something shifted and dragged her towards the inevitabilities happening now all she knows is that it was like this there's something wrong the world around her never changed she still sees it just the same She still sees the sun and how it lights up the start of everyday life. She still sees the rationality in working, in the purposes of shelter and family. She still acknowledges the beauty of learning and the essence of human existence. The change was within her. Because as the world rises and sleeps every day and night, just as it did for the years she's known, something felt different. The world feels heavier on her shoulders, tighter around her neck and larger above her, crushing her to the ground but restraining in mock care of her vulnerability. It was like this, something was wrong but she doesn't know why. Rain feels like she missed it, however ridiculous it would be for something so like changing to go unnoticed. It sneaked past her and now she was living in the aftermath of her ignorance. When the vice around her chest started to prickle, Wayne started to ask why something that makes her feel so empty and full began forming inside her. But instead of looking for answers, she looks for a way to adapt, to just lie with it. She makes her way around it, under it and above, never making her way through it because she doesn't know why. It would be irrational of her to go headlong into something without understanding its origin and its reason to exist. She bargains herself that maybe the answer comes after. But then another problem arises and the question turns into how. How do you deal with something like this? With something you don't understand the cause. Something you didn't even realize was a problem until it was too late and had you choking on your own ego. calms as she finally evens her breath out and turns to her street this was how she compromised she walks her anxiety off under the unknowing eyes of a crowd instead of embracing it in her lonesome or worse within the presence of a familiar face she reveals in the law of her anxiety but her heartbeat was yet to retain its normal rhythm she doesn't wait for it the night is young, and she's already sick of the city. Rain heads towards her building, smiles at the guard up front, and hurries to her unit. The nut in her stomach remains tight, but she ignores it as she exits the elevator. The minute Rain opens her door, she's met with tired eyes emphasized by thick-rimmed glasses. Trisha. A smile suddenly makes its way to her face, won't sing at how strained it feels on her mouth. How is this sleep over? What time did you arrive? Trisha smirks but doesn't move from place on the couch. She was a slouch, her feet on the coffee table and her gym clothes grappled. She looks incredibly exhausted. Her voice is loud when she replies. Um, it took longer than I thought it would. We spent all night working on it. All night. We didn't finish until this afternoon. Rain moves to her room, stopping at the door to look at her friend again. But what time? Just did. For real? Trisha inhales and closes her eyes and breathes out an exasperated. Yes. Rain makes a face of empathy, but Trisha's eyes are still closed. So, she just shakes her head and laughs. I'm really sorry. Go ahead and sleep in your room. I prayed I'll be busy tonight. She hears a quiet affirmation while she enters her room. The first thing she does is assess herself to in the mirror. The front of her hair sticks to the side of her face and placed down her shoulders. A strap of her red trumpet dress pulls off while her grip is tight on the back slung on the other shoulder. Her appearance implies the discomfort in her mind and she’s suddenly nervous again. When a thought flashes in her mind about the same image in the mirror, having to push through the crowds in the streets, Rain takes another deep breath, careful not to become a heap of mess again. She dislikes being read like an open- book, hates the idea of being off use, but right now, it shouldn't matter. None of them are people she interacts with on a regular basis. She changes into her sleepwear and goes to bed at 7.24 p.m. Although the last time she glanced at her phone before sleep took over her system, it was 11.38 p.m. The last thing in her thoughts was something she's been putting over for a while now. A fact that she's only ever realized recently. But a fact she knows nonetheless. It was like this. Rain wakes up the next day with the same heavy feeling, the darkness of her room tinting slowly into blue since the sun was yet to rise. She stays unmoving on her bed under the layers of blankets and stairs with a half-hearted skull on the ceiling her room feels too small with most of her art materials shoved at every corner her double bed pacing against the windows and her wardrobe to the left the first time she moves in she felt the room unnecessarily big with only a bed desk and wardrobe rain figures It's all her stuff, she almost feels compelled to do something to make the bellowing feeling of being choked go away. She spends the next two hours lying still, doing nothing, thinking of and feeling nothing. The sun was brightening the sky already and the patch of sunlight was beginning to irritate at her cheeks. just holds herself up and collects her will for the day. Trisha is still buried on the same couch when she came out to the shower. But now, she's lying in a more comfortable position, her face on the arm of the chair and the rest of her body lays across the cushions. Rain decides to get through the day without nudging at her friend, she takes a shower and locks herself in her room right after. Noon found Rain seated on her bedroom floor, boxes of shoes blurring around her, but most of her art supplies closed away or kept safe. The room definitely felt lighter on her chest, despite wondering how rolls of high-quality paper Stacks of paint cans and canvases of unfinished work could make a room as spacious as hers feel claustrophobic. <music> she trudges through the last box at the bottom drawer when she realizes she hasn't opened the box since moving in here. Since even before moving out, carrying the tin bags to the van in the lift that it contains all of our precious memories in high school. Dear happy memories graduating with honors, birthday parties, picnics, the school newsletter group, Trisha and her and the stars. How proud of she looked winning the first prize in the school's baby pageants? Seventh grade, her last happy memories with Naomi, her best friend who flew to America. Eleventh grade, the last picture she has of her aunt. And then, twelfth grade, before her mom left for London. Something about the pictures glints from their place on the floor. Rain gazes onto them. There's movement in her stomach and she suddenly wants to throw up. Things didn't always seem like they were now, things were different back then. She catches her own thought. back when. The photos are evidence that a shift happened at some point of her life. She just wishes she knew when, know so that maybe she would know how to approach what she was dealing with. The shine in Rain's eyes looks so natural and beautiful. She hitches a breath because she doesn't even remember how to smile like that, with so much bounce in her eyes and mouth doused in expressive glee, as if the world she lived in was light and eccentric. She stays like that for another hour before cleaning up. Rain finds something once again, her diary, back in 10th grade. Her hand itches to throw it away, but Rain was curious. No, she was rocking on anticipation of what she will confirm if she reads the dumb thing. But her head is aching for the prickling around her chest. She was just so tired. Rain skips dinner when she climbs onto her bed with an empty stomach. Her entire being resounds with the same emptiness. Rain will be there, spends the Sunday morning that follows hunched onto her desk. There are bugs under her eyes, exhaust in her tightly lined lips, but some kind of small victory presses onto her as the sun rises on the written papers she's hunched over. The same night she thought could be wear away in a night's rest. She's decided one thing, she will reconnect herself to a pen and paper. Just like she did with her diary those few years ago. The years when the thousands of memories never mellowed with others. And when happiness barely transitioned into words. She'll write about herself and maybe, be true that she could find out why. What is it back then that I don't have now? It's all very rational to her and time, she spent staring at her picture. She was able to point out three people who had been repeatedly present throughout the years and the photos, but now the starving absent in her life. Aunt Carla was gone, her mom left for London, and her father's been working himself rough ever since and then there's that smile on her face. Rain pulls out a new journal from her drawer to write the first thing that she feels about all this. About then and now, it feels lonely. what she's learned from the photos to be loneliness because the rain in those pictures and in the diary was young carefree and happy back then she had Aunt Carla to take her to places her mom and dad at every back and call back then she shouted at the sky in grateful pleads to make tomorrow even better in a loud thank you because she was young, carefree and happy. Back then, she lived for herself. Rain writes on her new diary on the vial in her stomach when she realized she's forgotten to live for the years that passed. There was a strange strain on her body and she writes what she's found out. One day, Rain just stop talking like she's used to, with words colored by heart and thought. Stop acting so bouncily because of barely contained wonder. Stop dressing the way she adore in floral patterns and unapproachable aura. Stop laughing too loud, slouching, relaxing, stop making friends. The strain on her body was Rain's own shackles to herself. Rain stopped living for herself and decided to just live, to just exist, along with the rest of the world within its standards and expectations. Rain writes on the bottom of the page, I want to live for myself again. about it for an extension of days it isn't until after another week of turning to leave bed every morning that she's finally had enough of it she puts on the white and blue floral patterned summer dress and curls her black hair it looked good on her it looked good on her but it doesn't feel right rain makes her way to class in the kind of clothing she never wore to a university. Trisha waves her goodbye as they parted to their respective classes. She notices how pretty the black locks make Rain look and smiles. That's the last time she gets to appreciate the length of Rain's hair and how beautifully simple it is. At 7.48 p.m. that day, Trisha barely recognized the fragile girl in the same summer dress and short green hair catching her breath at the front of the door. Wayne wakes up the next morning with the unchanging drug at her feet but she catches a smile when she glances at the mirror. The dark green of her hair looks odd in the white of the bathroom tiles, but she finds it pleasing. The sunlight feels like limelight, and it seems as though the last time she had been the center of attention was decades ago. The edge of her now shoulder-length hair feels so natural compared to the usual looks that always gave her the appearance of a sophisticated content woman. Rain is compelled to celebrate. She did something for herself. She attends her classes with a satisfied curve on her lips, wearing black turtleneck and a high-waist long skirt. She still looks sophisticated, but there's that aura she lets off that tells people to think before they speak. For the next few weeks, Rain is able to ignore the weight pulling at her. The compromise of her mind faltered on a Sunday morning while she sat on in front of a black canvas. In the middle of brainstorming for her next project, her phone buzzes, annoyingly that she answer it, without breaking her glare on the canvas. Yes? Rain! A mellow voice calls from the other end, and Rain bites at her tongue for being so careless. She stands and walks to the large glass wall of her living room, glancing mindedly on the bustling city seven floors below. Mom, she tries to mimic an excusing tone. It's not the end of the month yet. Why are you calling? Only to check if you paid last month's fee. Mom, of course I did. You didn't spend it on something else. No, I love the place. I would not do anything that could risk me losing it. Silence comes after that, but rain was already familiar with that. Her conversation, her mother had always been precise and filled with buzzing quietness from both lines ever since three years ago. The Last day, she stood under the limelight in a toga, a cop in front of a crowd, and with the proudest smile on both Rain's and her mother's face. Their car found its way to Coffee's parking lot after driving from graduation. Coffee, cake, and hugs. In her unfiltered excitement, Rain had asked her mother for her support. That after graduation she moves onward to pursuing her dream, her dream of freeing herself from the necessity to comply an educational system and just being free, making as much art as she wanted to her heart's content. You want to take a course in the arts. Rain's expression persists when she recognized the mock interest in her mother's tone. You're kidding. You worked so hard to graduate. Do yourself the favor. She feels the muscle on her face move to portray a pain. I'm going to pursue the arts. The look of unlistening listening is showcased on her mother's brows. Brought up, but this interest shows on how she avoids to look green instead focus on the dessert in front of them. It stays immutable even as brains reason her way through. Says that she still has a chance of a career in online blogging, that she already has consistent clients from doing commissions. All the answer she got was an assertive all right, in the midst of Rain's rumbling and the smile she receives looked so coarse that Rain almost cried right then. She had just made her proud. A car ride ago, they were laughing together. They were both quiet on the way home, and again, when they choose to forget about that night as they lived through the summer. Her mother leaves for London when the school year starts. Rain spends the first two months of literary arts crying to herself before dropping out. And when the next school year came, it was Trisha who helped pull her together. Rain enrolls in a multimedia arts while her mother stays in London. She still hears the accusatory tone in the bluntness of her voice when her mother finally spoke again. How are you? Her chest hips, she breathed out a half-hearted, I'm fine. It wasn't the block of concern for sensitivity that makes her reflect the same monotonous tone as she asked, How's my father? You don't keep tabs with him? How doesn't have the kind of bite and impact she expected, though she is sure she wants to hear something like, you tell me how he is. But her mother remarks with, he's probably busy working, so busy that he doesn't even call. He'll work himself to his deathbed one day. Rain grits her teeth at that, because instead of just admitting that she doesn't know, Never even bothered to find out. Her mother claims that she does without the need to ask him. As if she knows what he chooses to do in his life. Look, just call me when this month's fee comes on and if you can't cover the maintenance. Alright. The phone is brought away from Rain's ear. She stirs down at it, puts it on loudspeaker when she hears her mother saying one last thing, and the phone buzzes, talk to your father. The call ends there, leaving Rain to the knowing discomfort in the room, and pulls out a notebook. Mom likes to pretend that she cares. She assessed her timetable in her mind, finding time where she could slot in two hours of moping around. At that moment, she feels like how she did for all of her college life, heavy and tired. Rain rests her head on her desk, figuring to do the moping now, since she has a lot to do the following days. She scribbles one last thing before her mind started to ignore the brooding of time, and they like to play along. It's been two days since the last time she put her visions into paintings, and a day since the call. Brain feels drained and so empty, but it doesn't matter, doesn't mean anything. Productivity is everything in the competitive line of business and art. What sells is creativity and skill, not effort, not talent, it's skill. That is the success of determination pushing through odds. You lose your sense of artistic passion, source of innovative imagination, and you lose decay. It's a system of capturing and portraying, capture and portray. They say it's through your art that people know how you are as a person, how you think, how you conceptualize one thing, and how you choose to express it. With her experience in interpreting masterpieces under classes attempts to evaluate hers. They almost seem too bright, numerous sceneries she was commissioned for. But with a twist of her own, she doesn't paint from photos. Unless the client asks for a portrait like the Knight of New York City. She draws, for example, a park a road shaded by trees or abandoned cement cylinders, but with people, imaginary people, that she makes up with different lives and personality and she imagines a lifestyle in a scenery like that. If it's an important foundation in their daily routine or just some place they occasionally pass through, but what does that mean? What does it say about her? Rain wonders why she doesn't have an answer to that, why, and if it's somehow related to her dilemma, if the answers are somehow connected, they already share the common quality, the questions stay unanswered. seated on the same couch, Trisha crashes until late at night, the one facing away the glass windows, with her head and arm hanging on the backrest, sightseeing outside. Trisha comes home 7.14pm that evening and finds her like that. She's still fairly unused to Rain's new look, but she saw how much more relaxed her shoulders have been ever since. Almost like a big burden has been lifted. She takes notice of the resigned posture of her body on the couch, but could guess the furrow of her brows from her position at that door. I take it you still haven't come up with something. Wayne groans but turns to her. Welcome back. A smirk shows on her face through after eyeing Trisha's current state curly black hair, a mess under her sports coat. Varsity jacket faded and sweet pants rolled to her knees. I take it you still haven't slept. For what, two nights? Straight? Mm-hmm. Trisha touches at her glasses and heads to kitchen bar. I slept just fine on the bleachers this morning. This morning, like during opening ceremony? How? I dreamt of girls I only see in the streets, in short skirts and pom-poms while they trade for the hot guy lighting the torch. Rain fills herself with love despite how hollow it resounds in her chest. She watches her friend shed her jacket and cup the fiddle in the kitchen. How about I make us some naked burger quality patties and work on something else tonight? take our mind off things, we have the sketch commission for this weekend. Something warm spread in her stomach and widens Rain's smile. Okay, but if they don't taste anything like naked burger at all, you owe me a cheese overload the next time you pass by. The rest of the night passes and the warmth in her stomach reverts back to the feeling of falling. Trisha is asleep on the floor, an arm over her eyes, glasses on her hand. She did most of the work laying out these sketches and dimensions. Rain's role was color and mode-scheming but was black out without finishing her part. Rain is slouched on the couch, too comfortable in the softness of her shirts and shorts to move. She stares at the large papers displayed onto the coffee table. Atrisha's net handwriting and markings, the lightness of her hand when she's sketched, she takes a moment to breathe in and let go before she lingers in her thoughts. It's something she realized long ago but figured out, was worth taking note of. Trisha and Rain are both artistically skilled, but the line that separates them into different categories lies between how they choose to make use of it. The line where Rain calls her work art and Trisha calls hers blueprints, they don't share the same viewpoints or the same specialization. Rain sees the world in streaks of colors and shades, blending lights and mixing hosts. Trisha doesn't see in the subjective manner. She sees the world in planes and measured figures, in hectares and adjacent lines. has always envied that, always wished she could just see the world for what it really is, instead of how she is only able to see it. She settles down on the couch fully, pulling a throw pillow under her head. She opens her phone to memos and types so she remembers to transfer it to her diary. Where opposites. Her soft and trisha, they have different artistic passions. Dress in contrasting styles, Prefers one thing over the other, and finds comfort with dissimilar social groups. Rain feels pitiful, grateful that their differences don't seem to drive her closest friend away. A nervous thought itches at her at the very second she starts to laugh. For how long? The afternoon before her project's deadline, Rain gets a call from her father. It's not like how she thought it would go. His first call in a couple of months, one of the few in the four years that passed full of emotions like excited how I use and proud I'm wealth. It was emotional in a way that chops at her reins, consigns. Her father apologized and apologized, asked her how she's been and tells her how awfully sorry he is because he's just so busy. The man was hard working and practical but had always made time for her, the only calming rain he has left in his life pool of storm. But four years ago, when Aunt Carla died in a car crash, her father just shut down. She never saw him whip, he doesn't let her. Rain acknowledged his loss nonetheless, understand the ashes in his mouth and the theme of his eyes. remember ever seeing him come out of that funk. Just remembers that one day she started seeing less and less of him that her mother pointed out to be because of his work. When she moved out, he promised to call every other week then apologize. She was okay with leaving because she knew he would not be left alone but then her mother flies abroad and every other week, then he hasn't called gets harder for her to shoulder. Rain refused to let this go and just as it always did, abrupt and with an apology. Dad, how have you been? I know you are busy with work, but you, I want to know how you have been feeling. His father's breath hitched from the other ends and gives another strength, sorry. Rain can imagine him coughing in nervousness, fidgeting in cold swear with his fingers moistening the grips on the telephone. It surprises her when a resigned sigh comes from him, since she thought it would take more to him into speaking. I'm not well, but we're working on it. My coworkers think I have depression. And they're forcing me to see a professional. I didn't want to listen to them. I mean, I thought I could drone it under work. And I've been doing so well. But lately, it's starting to impact on my performances. So I just, I uh, just, I agreed to doing group counseling. I, re- I'm not well, I'm not doing well, but working on it. Rain's silence allows him a sort of freedom in his words but her heart's been racing since he started slurring his words. Tears fall from her eyes as she lets him continue talking himself off. Rain, I, I miss her so much. I miss your Auntie Clara so much. She doesn't understand why it has to be this long or long years of grieving. Why it has to be him, all she wants was for her father to catch a break. She bids him the best of luck when they had to go. Tells him that she loves him unconditionally. So take care of himself. He mirrors under stream of apologies before saying that he loves her back. She lays on her bed, her thoughts wander back to the image of her father, him immersing in a world of competitive statistics and comble of enterprise with all his pride and intelligence. The vice hold prickling at the hollow of his chest. Rain doesn't understand why her mother could not see it. See him, how hard it is for him. Yet she admits that it is hard Through all the facade and salesman charms, doesn't excuse her for not even trying to just ask, known for herself. Anger nags at Rain whenever her father becomes a target of her insults. It makes her want to just pull at her hair in distress. Rain scribbles the words that she wants to spit at her mother, but swallows down in her cowardice. Griff doesn't always look like endless tears and morning white flowers. Sometimes it looks like squared shoulders and a mind desperate for destruction and stubbornly not looking back because the truth that follows after is too painful. Rain leaves her room with red puffy eyes and a churning below her lance and also with the canvas she needed to finish and so much brushes and paste. Her instructor had asked to make an artwork out of the theme, thoughts, regrets, and little white lies. She chooses to portray it with a single man looking in front of him and basking under the limelight as his achievements. She paints it colorfully showcasing the honor of his service in bright, proud colors. She faced a mosaic of the man onto the canvas of colors. A vibrant queen highlights him, but not all of him. The colors of the man and his radiant fades away near his chest as his left cheek, which were colored in grayscale, as if he wasn't incomplete and yearning. She hides a single tear on the left cheek and shows a bit of a brown instead of a green. The man on the painting isn't her father. It was some old guy in a suit will die in the next ten years, cold and lonely. The man is not her father. A month passes and rain feels remarkably worse. The color of her hair doesn't amuse her anymore and the nut no longer falters, making itself a constant heavy feeling every waking moment of her life. She doesn't know what else to do. Already looking back at her old diary, looking for ways to get rid of whatever it was restraining her. She eats her stress away, loves her emptiness to fulfillment, cries, pains. She just doesn't feel better. She resort to the internet for answers, but all oh, she gets are hotlines and online supporting groups. She also stumbles across another word she's heard before. Depression. Rain scrambles through her pictures yet again in disbelief. It couldn't be because it would have shown. She glances to and fro and points out another person that's been absent in her life. Naimi. Her cousin and childhood best friend, they got along in their playdates and grew up together. Naimi with her ginger locks and rain in her simple beauty. Naomi has always been better than her as a person. She is popular in school and easy to get along with. But her persistent call for attention and narcissistic tendencies made her a target of bullying back in fifth grade. She was selfish and inconsiderate. But who's to say Wayne isn't? They are the same and was probably that similarity that drew them once together. But Names always been more heartful, more fun, and always had been more approachable. When the drama in school got worse, it was Namie who swallowed her pride to apologize and it was the class's decision to give her a chance. So while Rain continues to be the same, Namie is the one getting better, the one making mistakes and learning from them. Rain remembers the last time they embraced each other at the airport with a promise to keep in touch. She answers her call with pique interest and relently jealousy. Rain grabs her diary again, writing in full description and words that she used to think of Namie of those times in grade school, when she thought I'm not as bad as her. Rain is selfish and inconsiderate. depression seems like a reasonable punishment for someone like her there was going to be a follow-up rain was planning on doing more research on depression but she wakes up the next day feeling incredibly light she cannot believe it at first but bounced immediately around the place and happiness. She gets Trisha to wake up, gets her to come with her to the supermarket because she wants to celebrate, wants to eat ice cream in her pajamas and be happy. They go home with more than what they need, gallons and gallons of ice cream and so much junk food. Three days and she's jumped around campus greeting everyone, laughing at their jokes. Still in her high, she invites her social group to the amusement park with Tricia. agreed and had the best time of their lives her heart flutters in excitement when she screams her lungs out at the sky make tomorrow be better they joked around took photos ate and laughed side by side there's no no or vice pulling at her no weight pushing down rain wishes it to last forever they go home worn and content, crushing on her bed and giddy, tiresome. She writes on her diary Rain will be there, lived today. Two weeks later, she starts to feel the drain of her energy, the same knots beginning to form again. She panics on the first day, tries to fight it but just found herself crying onto her bed and succumbing the next day. She doesn't stop inviting her friends to places and cafes even after, in both hope that it could help. It's the same heavy weight, although made intolerable with the pull of her disappointment and it makes her feel so rock and exhausted. Her friends mistake it for stress, but she doesn't correct them. One night, a friend drove her but before parting, told her she was beautiful today despite the bugs under her eyes and the unrest in her posture. All she does is smile then, but now she scribbles down on her diary. Depression isn't beautiful. It can't. Some people find it artistic that it's some challenge God gave us for whatever the hell reason. It is not. Depression lies. It tells you while you sit in your loneliness that you deserve it. Depression isn't art. Rain laughs at that, at how hypocritical it sounds considering some time ago she made a masterpiece out of her father's skirt. But that's just how she is, selfish and inconsiderate, narcissistic, and hypocritical. catches her off guard as she pushed through the crowd while rubbing at her eyes. She strains herself to make going, get out of the public eye, but she is starting to hyperventilate. She makes it to hers before completely breaking down. She collapses on her knees and braces herself, trying to calm down. She just needs to breathe, focus on ten items and count to ten. She glanced around for something, but the mood of the room distracts her. The lights are off because she only had time to close the floor before collapsing. The paintings she hanged on the concrete walls look mellow and malicious in the dark. So, she just lays down on the floor until her breathing event, thankful that Risha didn't come home that night never got to see her like that. It was 9.49 p.m. when she recollected herself, and then 11.12 a.m. when she leaves for class the next day. She goes around the campus buying paintings, bright colors. She already got rid of the ones before. When she finally replaces them, the room feels less sophisticated and more welcoming but nothing about it feels like the same. She retreats to her room to gloom at her pages. In her confines of her room, Rain Velveter doesn't feel better. She feels worse. events that happened recently slips her mind. She forget about her diary, and her progress, how far she pulled. All she thought of was, is it today? Absent-mindedly letting go of the answers she never found, of the questions she hasn't solved. It isn't until she locks on the railing that she remembers the diary. Wonders if she should head back downstairs just to write Rainbow Be There Dies Today. For reasons beyond her lack of solutions, Rain was selfish and inconsiderate, and she dies today for her own artistic passion. She looks down at the busy street as her mind goes through her life, picking at every memory she recalls so many things at that moment that she wonders if this is her mind saying no don't do it or if it's her life flashing before her eyes because she might actually today Rainville there recalls how pretty her name is how her parents and their glee and anticipation of her future thought of the beauty she would become recalls how much she used to dream of dancing under the lip-shaded patches of sunlight, and then glowing with the brightest radiant smile. Wayne recalls how people have called her beautiful even in the moments of love, and she scoffs. Depression isn't beautiful. phone buzzes from a text by Trisha asking where she is. She opens her phone calm, and take a selfie taking note of how light her arms feel compared to her throat today. It automatically sends to her and Rain wants to laugh at how dead she already looked. Just a well-practiced smile bastard on her face. It buzzes again. You at the rooftop Get over here, I'm already waiting for you at their backyard. Rain begrudgingly leaves the winds of the roof deck and heads down to the parking lot to her car. Her father sent his colleague to drive it to her place in case she needed help moving materials from time to time. The party venue is pretty far off in the past subdivision half an hour away. She doesn't mind because the road reminds her of her problems. She's always loved driving, because beside being able to jerk the steering wheel and choosing to end life then and there, Rain gets to see the little things. Rain ge- gets to tighten her grip and focus on the road. Deciding to ignore images of her Aunt Clara broken down at the side of the road. Driving felt amazing. It allows her a grip on reality that tells her she has this, has more than this, she has more than she can ever imagine to attain, and that it would be a waste to crumple and toss everything away. Gets their 20 minutes max, waves at the host, and sneaks into the backyard. Trisha sits on some taming bench, gazing at the stars she don't in dream clothes yet again. Trisha, you wrong? She jokes. Her voice feels like gravel passing out of her mouth like that. She nods and motion her to sit handing over some soda, Rain takes her seat and sips at her soda, gazing up at the stars. She remembers the camping photos with Trisha, Trisha and Rain and the stars, but her chest hammers with something too great and not too solid, something abstract like her depression. She keeps quiet as they stargaze, not feeling it in her to strike up a conversation. Trisha was the one who starts anyway. Nice night, isn't it? She nods her agreement, sips once more before glancing at Trisha. Her eyes shine behind her glasses and it hurts to stare but the moonlight danced along her black curly hair so beautifully. What's wrong, Trisha? Is there something wrong? It's a nice night. The party is full volume in there. Everyone's laughing. The sky is pretty. It almost feels like nothing's wrong. Rain noticed the sparkle in her eyes falls with the tears. Trisha, what's wrong? She doesn't move from her place, doesn't scrunch her expression, but her full attention is on her best friend. Rain, do I mean something to you? Questions strike at her when Trisha turns to face her with a pain, looked and strained smile. Sorry, I guess I'm just having a little existential crisis. Rain feels her stomach fall into the earth, feels it get swallowed. Trisha continues to talk but turns away to wipe at her tears. It just everyone in my class. Everyone. They all found their places in class, their places in the university. Everyone's just better and faster at everything. I feel so slow, like I'm running late. They all have their own groups, their own screws and functions. They work together so well. I just. Where is my place? Where do I belong? Tears prim at Rain's eyes now too, face contorting in pain because someone as undeserving as Trisha is crying in account of feeling unwanted. Rain chokes at her own breath before exhaling an emotional, with me, she collects herself and fix Trisha with a look before trying again. With me, you idiot. Rain. Don't you forget that we work together perfectly. We have our differences, our construct, our contrasting something. Trisha, we feel each other. Your place is with me and my place is with with you and there's no rush everything just feels so so overwhelming when you're caught on a rip but we don't need to hurry we can go step by step don't stress we don't even have to do anything don't even need to live for the world it's okay it's okay to just live for one person and it's okay if that person is ourselves. She feels like she's blubbering, spitting out nonsense, and making it worse with her tears and sobbing. But Trisha mirrors the same emotions on her face. Rain feels the weight on her shoulders, push her, squeeze words out of her that she doesn't realize she is saying, I live for you. Rain tries to smile with it, I live for you. She goes to embrace Trisha before she suspects the meaning of what she's saying, its intensity and how much it matters to Rain. They stay in their embrace for a while. Trisha already collecting herself and mirroring her thank yous. But something settles down on Rain's chest, unmoving and calm for the moment. She pictures Trisha in their unit, relaxed and content. She remembers that she's seen her in a toga and a high school diploma seen her laugh and smile with her friends, reveals in the fact that they are both so different from each other but complement each other all the same. Between them, Rain had always felt like the burden for so many of the times that Trisha has picked her up from her dropping out to her dying out. Trisha picks up the pieces Rain shatters behind her and suddenly she feels too ungrateful. Trisha has seen her through so many things. Now Rain wants to see Trisha graduate. See the success and her exasperated eyes gleam. See her prove herself to the world that no, she's not falling behind. Everyone just has their own face. She sniffs before laughing out loud. Trisha joining her in their ridiculousness. Wow. Why are you two crying? Oh, dang. Did someone just ask someone out? Is my party becoming a coming out party? Oh, holy. Trisha glares at the lanky boy, pointing at them from his porch. No, not a coming out party, but will be up there soon. I'm expecting jello shots. Rain picks herself up for tonight, even lending a hand to her best friend. Everything that just happened feels so rushed and sudden, but she feels hyped enough to ignore the nuts tonight and party. She wraps her arm around Trisha's and escorts her upstairs. The party is full volume, the beat vibrating and rustling the weight inside her, but she doesn't care. The lights are so dim enough to pretend and cheering loud enough to drone in it. Rain will be there that night again. It was like this. Something was wrong with her. It was like this. She doesn't know why. It was like this. But nonetheless, rain will be there. Will live for another day.